0: Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Cave. This is your host, Joe Garcia. Tonight we have a very special guest. He goes by Mexico World Cup <laughs> on Twitter and I believe Instagram as well. Uh, Mexico's very own beat writer, Tom Marshall. Tom, welcome to the show.
1: No, thanks a lot for uh, for having me on. Yeah, uh, exciting game, no? Exciting new start to the to the Qatar twenty twenty two process with Tata Martino, and um, I think pretty convincing three one win, no, for Mexico today against against
0: Chile. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we we should mention we're actually doing this uh, podcast interview right here on the field here at formerly what was known Qualcomm Stadium. Now it's known as San Diego Stadium or (laughs) I don't know, whatever they want to call it, whatever (laughs) the (laughs) CDCCU. This is where the Chargers used to play. Uh, so there was a lot of kind of stuff Kind of made uh, Let's get onto the field We're looking at the field right now as, as we speak A lot was made Also Tata Martino He said um, I believe you uh, I don't know the word for word But I saw your tweet That yeah. he wasn't I guess Lack of way He wasn't impressed That Zoom Needed to do a better job
1: Yeah I mean Honestly Looking at it right now I mean I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that bad um, But At the end of the day I think You know There's There's 50,000 people here today and I think for them as well you expect to have a, a good quality pitch and, and for the players and the safety um, I think that's got to be uh, something uh, fundamental and I think Tata Martino he's going to he's going to be putting pressure on the organisers and the federation to make sure that the that's what he gets moving forward and you know I think he's right to do that I think you know obviously these fans pay a lot of money to come and see the Mexican national team, and and they want to see a quality game, and I think that the pitch is definitely part of that. So, so yeah, I mean, I think Tata Martino, just by saying that, he just, mm-hmm. he's just so, he's just got this authoritative nature about him, and I think he was laying down the law there. I mean, he's not, he doesn't get angry, he doesn't mm-hmm. exaggerate, he just says, look, the pitch is bad. It's not what I want to see. Yeah. Move on, and, and we need this to be improved moving forward.
0: And yeah, even me kind of just obviously also just kind of it like, doesn't look bad up close, but it's a, by appearance, right? You're talking about the Mexican national team. You're trying to do like you said. He's setting the tone because there's a lo- different level of expectations now, I and mean, he's setting the tone from the start. Like, hey, if we're gonna come play on the pitch, I want it to be great. And I like you said, I I like that. He's setting the tone. This needs to be top level stuff because we're the Mexican national team. This the field from everything needs to be. A1 from top to yeah. bottom
1: Yeah and I think It extends to the players As well I mean we saw Tecatito Corona mm-hmm. yep. Who um, who hadn't who, just, who hadn't come into camp um, Apparently he's carrying An ankle injury But I mean Martino wanted him to come Even carrying the injury And he said You don't have to train You don't have to play But I want you to come here This is the only mm-hmm. time Before the Gold Cup Where I'm going to get To meet you And see see you And talk to the team About my plans For, for the summer And then moving forward So And, and I think that's That's not just that's not just a message to Corona That's a message to every single player um, In the Mexican player pool And every fan as well It's like if you if you Playing for Mexico means a lot You have to give absolutely everything There's no kind of You know there's no kind of Cutting, cutting corners or anything You're either 100% in mm-hmm. Or you're out <laughs> There's yeah, no yeah. like You're in 90% You're 100% in or you're not there um, And yeah I think Maybe with Carlos Vela as well Maybe it extends to that as well Maybe Vela's not He's not 100% yet And mm-hmm. I think Martino Wants to hear from Vela mm-hmm. I'm 100% in this Not just to play These couple of friendly games But I'm 100% in this process Moving forward For the next four years
0: Yeah I think You, know, you mentioned a, a lot of great things Right there Especially Tecatito I think on the Carlos Vela in, incident, Since I get a cover The team I think And they play tomorrow I think that had to do A lot to do with it And yeah. I, from what I see From Carlos Vela He's very Interested, or he's been very motivated to become the MLS MVP of this year. So I think, I know they had like, a, when a, and Tata Martino was introduced and, in LA, they had like some secret meeting that kind of yeah. was leaked out. But I think they kind of talked about a few things there about what the process was moving forward.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. And I mean, I think one of the other things that stuck out tonight was... You know, it was. You look at the team on paper, and you had Pizarro on one wing, mm-hmm. Lozano on the other. Mm-hmm. Raúl Jiménez is obviously banging in the goals in England at the minute. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, with eight minutes left, you have Diego Laines coming on, and you think, wow, you know, you know, a player that talent. And then you're like, wait up, but Tecatito's also playing very well. You know, he's he's, he's about to uh, play a what? You know, UEFA Champions League what quarterfinal is it quarterfinal stage? Um, you know, in the next couple of weeks. I mean, this is the top level of the world football. You know, yeah. and Tecatito to be involved in that, and he's playing well, and he's established now in the starting eleven. Just signed a new contract, and then you got Vela, who's arguably the best player right now in MLS, yeah. or if not the best, then you know he's definitely top five. So, uh, and nobody doubts Carlos Vela's ability. I, no, no reasonable person. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can you can maybe say stuff about has he achieved his potential and stuff like that, and I think that's fair. But in terms of raw talent and just, I don't know, I, I just think Vela is absolutely brilliant. But yeah. throw those two players into the mix, and I think. You know, Tata Martino was saying there at the end that, um, you know, Lucian, like he is exciting. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's excited. I mean, he has <laughs> a lot of
0: pieces to work with. If,
1: if you're the coach of that yeah. of, and you've got those options on the bench and hopefully Tecatito and Vela are involved this summer,
0: then you would be excited. Yeah, because those, those parts. so Tecatito, uh, Vela and like Pizarro and Lozano, they're kind of like, you can kind of switch those players. Like you can switch those players one for one, right? You can kind of substitute and they can kind of go in there and play the same position. In.
1: Same position but I think they bring different attributes exactly. as well yep. I mean, you know, Vela at this stage of his career He can still beat a player mm-hmm. But obviously he's nowhere near as direct as someone like Lozano And I think Pizarro is the mm-hmm. similar He's mm-hmm. more kind of cut inside, trickery, play a through ball um, You know, arrive late in the box than Lozano Who we saw tonight I mean I don't, I don't think he played particularly well tonight but mm-hmm. there was a couple of moments in the game where he just yeah, I mean he just ran like about 50 metres down the wing mm-hmm. at one point took on about three Chilean players mm-hmm. you know and then he scored the he scored the last goal as well and it was a great finish that so um, So yeah no th- there's options not just in terms of, of names but in terms of types of players and mm-hmm. you know I think the Raul Jimenez Chicharito that, it feeds into that I don't yeah. I think a lot of the time in the Mexican can press at the minute and uh, you know it's Chicharito or, or Jimenez and I think you know, it is fair that the that question is asked, but it's also it's also gonna depend on the game, on the opponent. I mean I thought Chicharito would've done really well tonight because Chile actually pushed quite high. Yeah. And I pushing, thought yeah. you know, when Raul Jimenez hit the post, um, you know, that was exactly the kind of ball that, that Chicharito absolutely loves. So um so, yeah, no, I think especially up front and the forward line for Mexico right now is absolutely exciting.
0: Yeah. How did you see, let's get a little, a little bit more into the game. How did you see like the first half to me it seemed a little bit slow. And then the second half, they were very effective. All three goals came in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think in the first half, um, I honestly think the Europe based players did went up to speed. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought Guardado wasn't with it. I mean, he was trying; he was mm-hmm. trying to give everything, but I just—I don't think he was kind of quite with it. Um, you know, I thought Ochoa kept Mexico in the game. I mean, how many times have we said that over recent years? But mm-hmm. you know, he came up with a big save from oh, uh, yeah. Arturo Viral, Arturo,
0: yeah, right there.
1: And I mean, that—that that kind of sets the the base for the for the victory. I feel. You know, I, I named Ochoa man of the match because of that. He mm-hmm. came up big once again at a vital time. So yeah. Um, but in general, yeah, obviously, it, it, I thought I thought Chile actually looked a bit da- more dangerous in the final third. But obviously, they got the goal. I think they were a bit lucky, Mexico, to get the penalty in the in the fifty first minute. And then after that goal goes in, then kind of you saw yeah. you saw the potential um, in the attacking sense. But it's like Martino said. He said, you know, somebody asked him what what can we improve, and he said, well, you know. <laughs> we've not got till tomorrow i mean there's a lot to improve oh, yeah. you know there's yeah. still a lot yep. a lot to do and and martino's very very good like that he's mm-hmm. uh, he, he's been there he's done it he's been to barça he's been to argentina mm. he's done it with paraguay you know he's been to the fifth game and he, he he's very level headed like that so i think i think he's a great choice and um, I, I think it was just a great start tonight obviously plenty to do mm-hmm.
0: yeah how did that so the lineup it was it was a 433 uh, how do what was your thoughts on the, on the lineup like the the formation of the lineup?
1: No, I think it's four three three suits the Mexican player. I think the uh, Mexico's strengths are out wide and mm-hmm. particularly in the attacking midfield spots. Um, you know, obviously, I think the Guardado Herrera link yep. when when Herrera is actually back. I mean, that's. That's gonna dominate teams in CONCACAF. Mm-hmm. Um, I think then you have to find a, a kind of holding midfielder. Edson Alvarez, I thought did really well tonight. I think he could be the player. Mm-hmm. I think I've been really impressed with him with Club America. Um, and yeah, and then then in the defense, you know, I think the fullbacks is is still an area where you're not hundred percent sure who it's gonna be. Is Chaco Rodriguez the right back? Mm-hmm. Is Gallardo good enough defensively against top teams to be a left back? You know, if the World Cup anything to go by, then he might be. But I still think there's a question mark there. So um, I'd say i say the issues are more defensive for the Mexican national team right mm-hmm.
0: now than than kind of going forward. I agree on that. And uh, one thing I list, I want to hit on a little bit more on the defense. Do you, in your opinion, do you think it's better for them to have four in the back or five? I think he, I think it's going to depend who they play. Um, fair, yeah, you know, I, th- place, I think I think Tata
1: Martino comes from very much from like the Bielsa tradition, um, and and basically, if if a team plays with two strikers, then in general you'll play with three centre backs, mm-hmm. so you cover, so you've always got a man spare, um, and so I, I think it's going to be an option. I mean, I think Martino said in the press conference ahead of the game that you know he's going to maintain a four three three and the player he needs the players to learn the system and, and not just learn the system because they've played it before but um, how he wants them to play it and then from there, um, then he can experiment and I think the experiment will be exactly what we saw tonight but Edson Alvarez dropping back into the back line to make a back back five basically mm-hmm. and obviously you've got players like Chaka, Layun, Jesus Gallardo who can, who can push up and, and can play as wingers I mean, yeah. they've played as wingers before
0: yeah, so obviously, looking forward, they play Tuesday in Santa Clara. They play against Paraguay. What would you like to see from the team in that game?
1: Um, just an, I think an extension of that. I mean, I think Paraguay. Um, you don't like to stereotype, but I think the, I mean, Paraguayan teams are always good in the air. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a, another element to to see how Martino's team deals with that because. Juan Carlos Osorio The previous oh. manager Was very very He put a lot of emphasis In that And he was actually Successful In you know In stopping teams Dominating Mexico in the air Most of the time anyways uh, Apart from against Sweden In the World Cup oh, yeah. But um, but yeah I think in extension of that I'd love to see More from Diego Laines. I think mm-hmm. you know He's just, just one of those players That uh, The type of player if, As a fan you, You'd pay to see yeah. You know um, I'd like to see Chicharito Get some minutes as well um, Because I think I do think Chicharito I don't know I I feel like he's not I don't know for for all that he's achieved in England and in Europe and with the national team I still don't feel he's kind of given enough respect from Mm. the from the Mexican media and and some fans because I don't think it's most Mexico fans
0: and do, so. That's, I mean, that's a great point to hit on Do you think that's more because of He was more kind of like In Spanish you said like Lo on, right? Like was it more because you think they, they just expected so much more of him And the expectation was so high That people didn't think like Oh, Chicharito never reached to the highest points That we thought But you just said like he, You don't think he, he gets as much as respect
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know. This might might sound controversial, Mm -hmm. uh, but but but, you know, right right now and in history, there's not been that many Mexican players that have got to the absolute elite, Mm -hmm. and that's one of the that's one of the um, issues not not issues, but that's one of the challenges. Um, for this Mexican national team, for the younger Mexican players, for Liners, for example, you know, making that step not just from Club America to Real Betis, but then establishing yourself at Betis and going for the elite, you know, mm. um, you know, obviously not in one year, but you know, at some point down down the line. So, and I think because of that. There's, there's so few players that play in that elite that play in the Champions League that I think there's so that's why there's so much focus on them mm-hmm. and then when they don't quite do it it's, there's even more focus whereas say uh, uh, some, you know Argentina for example they've got a lot of players playing at a very high level so I think it kind of reduces the there's more kind of it reduces a little bit the, um, the focus on one particular player
0: mm-hmm. and Tata's uh, I know we mentioned earlier Raul Jimenez he's definitely kind out there with the woes what, what have you seen from him?
1: No, Raul Jiménez is just in the absolute form in his life. It's great to see. I honestly, honestly, I, I'll admit that I didn't think he would do that well in the mm-hmm. Premier League um, because I questioned why he couldn't get the, the starting spot with uh, with Benfica and with Atletico Madrid. Obviously, it's not easy to get into either of those teams, but, you know, you, your mind starts wondering. You're thinking, is he not training right? What's he doing off the field? Mm-hmm. Um, and then to make the jump as a 26-year-old 20, or 27-year-old from, from Portugal, from the... From the bench of the of mm-hmm. Portuguese team to um, you know to a to a Premier League team with with ambition, mm-hmm. I think um, you know I had my doubts, but he's been absolutely superb. It's unbelievable what he's done.
0: How much do you think is that like Raul Jimenez? Is that more of the kind of like the league, the style of league, like the Liga plays to the more the physicality, the the Premier League? Do you think any of that has to do with his success? Um, I think.
1: You know, I think Raúl is a big guy. You know, he's a, he's physically quite strong and he's good in the air. And you know, you've seen that in the Premier League. Um, but I think it's more to do with a particular team. I think um, Nuno Espirito Santo is. Um, he, he he plays a style that fits Raúl Jiménez, and Raúl Jiménez has understood exactly what has been required from him. Um, and even when he's not not when he wasn't scoring goals earlier on, he was still doing the the kind of dirty work. He was still working hard, and he was still getting doing 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 the job for the team. And I think that I think that's been massive, massive for any not just Mexican player, but obviously if you're making a move to a, to a club, it's really important that the, the the manager likes the way you play and and you fit into. His his or her style.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and, and uh, it's just it's good to. I mean, when a player is scoring goals, it doesn't matter where where he is. He scored. I mean, it was a penalty tonight, but it was you see, okay, like he he's feeling it. No matter where what team is, it here the next Mexican national team, Wolves, wherever, and that's that's a positive sign, right? Because it elevates everybody's game.
1: Oh yeah, And it gives you options as well. Because I mean, I think the number nine spot for Mexico has been it's been a problem. I mean you know in terms of strength in depth because you've had Chicharito mm-hmm. and then when Chicharito's not been in the best form it's been okay well, where do you go mm-hmm. uh, obviously Ralph Jimenez was always there but he was like he's coming in after being in, on the bench for, for Benfica so um, so yeah I think more than anything it's just confidence as well it's just the confidence he's got is you can see in his game mm-hmm. um and now Tata Martino's options up front
0: yeah. We just it time. um yeah i mean there's there's some noise behind us guys so we're just gonna move over to the other side because uh the the podcast we just grab our bags but um this is some of the live i mean something you're gonna hear on the podcast which is great though but uh this is what the listeners like to listen um for you that you obviously you you obviously you you cover you just cover straight the the, the mexican national team correct yeah
1: yeah that's
0: right yeah yeah Final question: um, What do you, what do you, what would you like to see from the team from now to the World, to the Gold Cup?
1: Not to the Gold Cup. I think it's important that players find form. I think we, you know we talked we talked about Raúl Jiménez. I mean, as many players that can get into that kind of rhythm and form as, as that. I think the Liga MX players as well. It's important that they finish the season really strongly. Um, yeah, I'd love to see Liners a lot, Liners There's a debate on whether he's going to go to the Under 20 World Cup or the Gold Cup. So mm-hmm. I'd prefer to see him at the Gold Cup, but. Only if he's going to get minutes. So, um, so yeah, basically the players playing, getting get, you know, being coming into the tournament with confidence and um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully they're in a spot where they can they can win the tournament because at the end of the day, Mexico hasn't won a trophy since 2015. So, um, I mean, it's not a long time, but. When you play in the CONCACAF region in your Mexico, yeah. you want to be winning trophies.
0: Exactly. Uh, Tom, let the people know where they can follow you. What, what are your social media plugs?
1: Um, at Mexico World Cup on Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, give us a follow there and uh, let me know what you thought of the podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Guys, that is the very own Tom Marshall for ESPN FC covers the Mexican national team. I uh, appreciate you being on, Tom course this is Gio Garcia you can follow me at Gio Garcia LA Uh, make sure to give this podcast a five-star rating wherever you listen to you can listen to this on Spotify Apple Podcasts Stitcher wherever you get your music give us a five-star rating for Tom this is Gio we'll catch you guys next time peace